Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. Welcome in to another rousing rendition of Libservative. Hopefully my uh, feed is working much better than it was before. I can see Bella's moving. Corey is moving. I think we're okay. This is a show of intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy. Bell the Body Snatcher on the ones and twos. He, as always, is Corey Walsh. He's Dan Griffin. This is Libservative. And Corey, before we get too deep into this, because we, we have a big show in front of us, just tell the people where they can find us. Mm, okay. Libservative Podcast is found on all social media podcast platforms. Our website is libservativeshow.com. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at Libservative Pub. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. And we might as well go ahead and mention that in the nearest future, we will have a rebrand because we've been told some things about our show and we're listening to the people, Corey. We're listening to the people. And oh, um, you know what? I almost did that when you said the conservative pod, intellectual idiots, fostering political and cultural literacy. I almost went for now, <laughs> but I didn't want to like be. Is this I it? Think this we is do that. now officially talking about the rebrand. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's, pre- let's prepare the people for it because we've been told from uh, uh, what's his name, Redditor Scott, and various others that we seem like we're like a centrist show. We are certainly not centrists. It's probably the Something- fucking icon we have. The guy holding the yeah, blue. And the it might red, be that, which sounded great that. to us. But don't worry. When the rebrand takes place, we will still be. You're the gonna same love show. it. If not, same hosts. Off. Same uh, Bell the Body Snatcher with his uh, his internet cutting out, although I really shouldn't make fun of him because mine nope. was terrible last week. I, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping that's not going to be the case tonight. But yeah, there, there, there's we, we are taking your criticism seriously, and we are going to try and remedy those things so that people realize what we really are. The medium and the message and the brand all have to match if we want to be a and successful show, they don't. They really don't. They don't. They don't. Show's they don't. great. Content's great. Oh, but there's that's a nice for you to. Corey's not tooting his own horn or anything. It's fantastic. I listen to it for I, now. I listen to our show every time. For now, for now, we are still intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy. We will be that through the end of the year. Then we'll see where we are. And I wanted to start. Maybe, maybe this can be the beginning of our rebrand, Corey, because I want to start a new segment called. Are we and doing more, a new you know. year, new me is what you're saying? I, new we year, are doing new a new year. New year, new me. New, me, new, new year, year new, new me. New year, new libservative. Uh, new the, year, new me. The, Guess who quit smoking vapes for the most part? Oh, wow. And you, you know what? It's funny because Corey was over here the other day. We were talking about how we can use AI and rebranding stuff. And he's sitting there it's coughing. His, <laughs> like coughing to the 
like to the point where it actually sounded like he was going to give himself a hernia. And now here tonight, like, you got mold in this place. <laughs> since you've, uh, since you've reduced your uh, vaporizer intake, I don't, I don't hear the wheeze anymore, Corey. I don't no, hear the right. wheeze. You're not it's coughing quite as much. 24 hours. And like, I'm not an anti-vape guy. Like, I think vapes are definitely better than smoking cigarettes. I know because I did it for a long time. But it, it just probably isn't still great. <laughs> it's probably not like safe or whatever. Yeah, well, <laughs> right now with vapes, like the lack of data about people being sick from them is what they're going on. They're like, well, obviously it's safer than cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of thousands of people have died from cigarettes and no one's died from vapes. Yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a vape. But yeah, I'm doing this. We're not uh, we're shitting on you. I'm doing this. Uh, it like Maybe I'll market it. It's the, uh, the Corey Walsh quit vaping uh strategy and i'm chewing on nicotine gum and i'm and toothpicks because and after the vape, <laughs> well i'm vaping for the show you know it's it's my image it's my brand oh of, of hitting the vape and wheezing and coughing in the microphone dan that's my brand <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking like he's but, fucking like he's but, fucking humphrey bogart in, <laughs> in the maltese falcon <laughs> it's like he's a guy from from 1860s with tuberculosis Corey walsh here on the microphone but uh no i'm i'm uh I, I have an oral fixation clearly i like to put things in my mouth and i was actually explaining this to my son because he mostly in my mouth he's like why do you have a toothpick in your mouth and i'm like well son your dad has an oral fixation and he's addicted to nicotine. So now what I'm doing is I'm chewing on nicotine gum to fix that part. And then the habit of putting something in my mouth is the toothpick. Dicks mostly. Dicks mostly. <laughs> toothpick dicks. <laughs> Tiny, skinny little dicks. Uh, Corey, oh, let's start the rebrand here. Let's start the rebrand right now on this on this, uh, yeah. this <laughs> segment. New year, new me, Dan. The more you know. I, I feel like. An interesting segment would be for Corey and I to come on here or just me or just Corey, depending on the week. And And I got a different mic. God damn it. (laughs) Is that too? (laughs) Just so you know, the more, you know, Dan, you got a different mic, but for Corey and I to come on this show and talk about things that we've learned this week, because I feel like, and I think, I think we're guilty of this. I think Bell's guilty of this. I think a lot of, human beings are guilty of this just not recognizing the things that they've learned on a daily basis to where i feel like we can pull one thing every single week that we've learned can share with you all and hopefully uh get y'all i guess paying attention more and and ourselves as well i'm not like we're better than you we pay attention to the things that we consume because we don't, uh, but maybe trying to figure out a way to really pay attention to the things that you learn throughout the week. So I'm going to give you my opening. Uh, what are you laughing Sorry, at? Someone said toothpick dicks. Is this the state of political discourse these days? Yes. Yes, and then it I is. Said, and then I said, see, and then, ex- then mansplained. That's yes in Spanish. 
<laughs> wait, wait until we start talking about George Santos. We're going to get there in just a moment. This is going to be fantastic. And yes, by the way, this is <laughs> the state of political discourse these days. This is what makes our show so much fun. That's why you love us. Um, so what I learned this week, I was li- I, I've been listening to Michael Malice's show quite often. Um, and this week was a particularly special episode for helping me learn things about myself, helping me learn things about our political discourse. Michael Malice, earlier this week or late last week, I can't remember exactly when this episode dropped, but he had on um, Jacob Chansley. For those who don't know who that is, Jacob Chansley is the QAnon shaman uh, from January 6th. And remembering back what we were told about Jacob Chansley, this gentleman was, uh, uh, he was the, he was, he was the, what was he, Corey? He was the, 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 the lead guy, right? He was the guy that he was the, he was the shaman of the Q. Yeah. Let, yeah. Okay. Sure. Let everybody into the building, right? He was this horrible. Remember he was a terrorist. Remember that? Remember when Jacob Chansley was yeah. a terrorist yeah. and, and like so many of us believed it. I, I, I wouldn't say I believed it. Like if you stormed the Capitol, I mean. I wouldn't say I believed that Jacob Chansley was a terrorist, but I was like, okay, I kind of I kind of believed the <laughs> Dan, if Jacob Chansley is a terrorist, I wish every single terrorist in the world was like was Jacob like Chansley. <laughs> like can you yeah. imagine if like instead of the people from Saudi Arabia killing thousands of people? Just instead wore some weird horned wore some weird horned like hat and just ran around New York. Yeah. And then they'd be like, Oh yeah, this guy belongs here. Like there's a bunch of people here like this. Or like just guided a bunch of people into buildings and did tours. Like that was that's what terrorism <laughs> is. <laughs> so Jacob Chansley was on Jacob Chansley a was on Michael, tour guide. Jacob Chansley was on uh Michael Malice's podcast and uh he I, he's running for uh, forgive me for not remembering this but he's running for for office i think i think a house seat in under um, the big l libertarian party yes in Which in arizona to show you that they're such an inclusive group libertarians they just let they anyone in take anybody which is what which is what i learned this week so right like you're, you're told all these things which is <laughs> god we're idiots uh we're told all these things about Jacob Chansley, about how he's this terrorist, how he's this horrible person that led this 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 coup uh, against the American government. And I listened to this man, and the first thing I noticed was, because I do this all the time, when I see that people are going to be on shows or podcasts that I don't agree with or that I think I hate, I think I hate, or that I don't... Um, just generally don't like those are the actually, cause I'm a fucking weirdo. Those are the people I actually want to listen to when I see them as guests on podcasts. I do this all the time with Joe Rogan. Like he has Alex Jones on not an Alex Jones fan whatsoever, but I've learned a lot about this man over the last four or five years, hearing him on Joe Rogan's podcast. These are the people I actually want to hear these people that I, that I think I don't like, like, all right, let's hear them out. I, I, I don't know if that makes me a weirdo. I hope it doesn't. I hope most people feel that way. So, Bell, it doesn't make you a weirdo. That's that's how that's my thought process all the time. Like you could have your thought process and you could sit and listen to people confirm your bias, but you wouldn't be challenging your own opinions if you didn't do that. Yeah, no, no, Alex that's just Jones it. is a, is a guy that uh, 
I would love to get wasted with, but I would also like to cut the cord to all of his microphones. <laughs> right? Are you sure? Like, you don't want to have a you don't have a sound bite for our show? Oh, if if I actually like was able to like record him just saying random yeah. shit that we could use a soundbite <laughs> for our show, then yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But it's like, dude, you're fucking hilarious, but like you're not supposed to say this shit and try to influence people <laughs> with this shit. Like, I think it's funny, you think it's great, but they don't. Yeah. So I'm 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 listening. <laughs> I'm li- speaking of they don't, I'm listening to Jacob Chansley on on Michael Malice's podcast. He's running for, I believe it's a house seat in Arizona. Forgive me for not having that in front of me. He's running for some sort of office in the state of Arizona under a libertarian ticket, as Corey pointed out. And I'm listening to this man. And right away, he's talking about things that I am totally on board with, right? He's talking about, um, he's talking about holding the government accountable. He's talking about how uh, the government is not your friend, right? It's a very libertarian view. The government is not your friend. And I'm going, okay. And and like, by the way, you listen to this man speak and you've been told for four or five, whatever it is, years now that he's a fucking idiot. He's an idiot. He's a, he's a goofy conspiracy theorist. He's this horrible terrorist. And then you listen to him speak and you agree with the the, like the things that matter, right? And then later on in the episode, he starts talking about being a 9-11 truther and he has some conspiracy, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, but he has some conspiracy theory about how the food supply is used as like a hypnotic device, essentially, to uh, like like these these weird things for the government to control us. And I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if that's exactly what he said, but that's just kind of how I heard it and how I remember it. But the point is for what I learned this week was that that shit, that goofy stuff that I think is crazy doesn't fucking matter when, when a guy like Jacob Chansley and myself agree on the principal major topic, which is that the government is not your friend and that we need to hold government more accountable. If I've got to sit there and listen to Jacob Chansley spout off about 9-11 trutherism or about how the food supply is keeping us hypnotized or whatever his goofy conspiracy theories are, that's fine. I don't give a shit. At the end of the day, a guy like Jacob Chansley and myself can sit down and agree on the principle. And that's what's important. And that is the oh, thing that, that I that think- That government overreach is bad and that, that, yes. that our politicians should be held accountable. Yes, and that's the thing that I think so many of us miss when we listen to, you know, corporate or captured media, where we where we sit there and we listen to them tell us about how Jacob Chansley is a terrorist, about how he's a conspiracy theorist. Oh, fuck that guy. We don't need it. But but in in the meantime, some of what he's saying is actually true, and we should be on board with this man. Oh, we should be on board with the stuff that he says is true. So can you should be can his we... campaign advisor because you could tell him just like, hey, take <laughs> off the fucking hat, wear a shirt, stop saying the crazy shit, and people might actually agree with you on a lot more stuff. And that's the thing. You like you listen to this guy in a long form conversation with Michael Malice, and it's like you would think not... conservatives loved him. He prayed in the rotunda. He's not a fucking idiot. <laughs> like he's 
like it's it sounds weird because it's mm. like you're, well dan you're, you're sitting there saying that he's got <laughs> mm. all these weird conspiracies but, but what i mean is Corey, he's not an idiot on the actual substance and the things that matter yeah he's got some weird stuff on the fringes that i don't care about why are you laughing this isn't funny this is this is real stuff I'm just trying to just, yeah, I know it is real. Am like, I, a, no, like, am I, am I, hold on. Am I a QAnon turd now? Like, am I just a Q-tard? Is that, is that what I am now? Because of what I just said, because of what I learned this week? <laughs> no, it's just, I'm just, I, I, every time the guy's name is brought up, I'm thinking of the book by, uh, oh, I forgot the guy's name, but, uh, sorry guys, we stormed the Capitol. And then he actually met Jason, Jason Chansley or whatever jacob chansley Jacob Chansley, and like i just remember jacob? the scene I, of him saying his name wrong this whole time and uh and like i'm just remembering the scene of him in the rotunda when he's just going oh, and then he like ah. he prays afterwards he prays which you think the conservatives would actually lap up because he was praying in the rotunda and uh but yeah when it comes to like the principles of things like you were saying you I don't give a shit if someone's crazy. They, if they're speaking nonsense, but they spout like a, a kernel of truth, I, I would still absolutely look at them and go, no, you're right. A hundred percent. It's the and substance. He's not Government accountability, term limits. I think it was another thing he was talking about on his little platform. Yeah. Like that's a hell of a lot more substance than a lot of the blowhards are preaching right now from the establishment. But that's what, that's what the, that's what the establishment it's, it's does, crazy, man. Right. What, they, what they I think is, funny you. is what I think is funny is we have to go so far outside of the establishment and reach for a Chansley to go, damn, this guy's actually spitting some fire. <laughs> well, and, and and the interesting thing is like 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 if I'm an Arizonan, am I voting for this guy? No. Probably. And I guess what it comes not. down to, what it comes down to is uh majoring on the majors and minoring on the minors if this guy's spouting off some shit about 9-11 truthing to where there is some shenanigans that happened in 2001 that's 22 years ago but yeah right like that's now, the thing. like it's not term it's not accountability is 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 pertinent to the situation that we're in well and that's what the that's what the establishment focuses on and they do it brilliantly Corey. like they do a really good job of like pointing out things that jacob chansley believes and just absolutely cramming it down your throat and some of the stuff that he believes is fucking crazy like it's not like 9-11 trutherism to like you know the bushes had an idea or maybe they let it happen like stuff that could be conceivable but it's like it's it's to the point where like a plane didn't hit the Pentagon. Like it's that kind of uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, that yeah. far of uh, like the, DJ Haynes. Yeah. He says, but if a guy is basically saying some broad truth, I'm still going to struggle to take it seriously. If he insists on drinking his own piss while he talks about it, it's distracting, you know, it's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, that's actually, that's actually, no, DJ Haynes. Just pretend actually, it's apple juice. <laughs> No, that that's that's actually a great point because like that's what the establishment media does. They make you focus on that thing that's super fucking distracting and not pay attention to the substance of what the person is actually saying. It is it's, interesting, it's, right? You know, it's, like it's it's it's, it's any, the one flew over the truth, concept. 
yeah, any unifying truth. They don't. They don't want to talk about that, especially media and stuff like that. The, the you know, like whether it's Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, uh, OAM, they thrive and they make their money on the division in America. So they're not going to focus on something that's going to unite everyone, because it's all about creating that boogeyman on the other side. Yeah. Uh, to get it's, people it's, riled up. It's it's they they get you they get you in a way where like the shit that doesn't <laughs> And also DJ, we do not <laughs> on our show, we do not advocate drinking PP. <laughs> I mean, unless it's your thing. I mean, I don't care. I'm not going to judge anybody <laughs> yeah, it's, for drinking PP. It's America, brother. It's free free country. Yeah, no, do I need to just necessarily for me? I wouldn't do it. Urine? I no, would make fun of you like... for doing it, but I would never advocate laws that make you stop doing it. But if you drink piss and then you come to me and you tell me that, like, hey, the government needs to be held more accountable and we need term limits, <laughs> he goes, you I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> we we we. Need... We we need term limits, and then you go home and you drink pee pee. Like I don't care. Like drink whatever you like. I don't whatever your favorite beverage. For me in my house, we will serve the Lord, brother. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's, you a, that's, your that's a new segment that I would like us to do as we move forward with our rebrand. Just kind of something that, that 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 we've learned or something that stuck with us. One of us can do it. Both of us can do it uh, uh, every week. And that stuck with me. That stuck with me that I'm like, I listened to the guy that was the QAnon shaman that on January, I guess, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th of 2021, I was told was a terrorist. I was told was a terrorist. This guy might be a little bit loopy in certain ways. He's really intelligent in others, and he is absolutely... Is he he the new vermin supreme? Hold on. Shut up for a second, Corey. He is absolutely positively in absolutely no way a terrorist that is it that is the worst description of this man that i have yeah. ever heard ever that i feel i, I i'm kind of i'm feeling the same way you know like january 6th like it was a out of absolutely out of control obnoxious ridiculous protest riot i won't even call it a protest i call it a riot Right, the idea to call it, but the the idea, and we've said that on the show before, the idea to call it an insurrection, like, like really, like a thousand people, like we have the biggest military in the world, and then like a thousand people can storm the Capitol, and then all of a sudden it's an insurrection and it's a coup attempt because I don't know squatters' rights, (laughs) like they they could all just go in there. It's not even that, Corey. It's because it's because Orange Man bad. Yeah, and no, and don't get me wrong, Trump sucks in a million and a half ways. Yeah, and I wouldn't I I didn't vote for him either time because he's just trash. My God, he's a self-serving billionaire, like all the rest of them. He just like Jimmy Dore says, he sometimes accidentally spoke the truth. He accidentally says the truth sometimes, yeah. And the establishment does no no. No can't do that. <laughs> they don't like that. But uh <laughs> yeah, no, it's Yeah. I don't know what else we, to say about it, Dan. Sh- shall we move on? I didn't learn anything this week, I guess, because I can't think of anything to add to the more you know. Sorry, I, I, I kind of sprung this on you, but I think this would be a fun way to start the show, even though we're 23 minutes in and we got to maybe taper that back a little bit. Um, anyway, CTL files update. 
Uh, Pentagon involved in domestic censorship scheme. I have not read this yet because Michael Schellenberger just dropped this um, no more than a few hours ago at this point. Now I got to fucking find it. God damn it. Yeah, I thought you had the article ready to go, Dan. I had it. It was here. And then it went away. There it is. All right, I got it. Here we go. We're good to go. Uh, Pentagon was involved in domestic censorship scheme. New CTIL whistleblower files show. We talked about this a little bit last week. So last week, Public and Racket published the first CTIL files, which revealed the origins of the censorship industrial complex and offensive tactics developed by For anyone who doesn't know, I'm sorry to cut you off. CTIL stands for Cyber Threat Intelligence League. That's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to let everyone know. Basically, Big Brother. Anyway, uh, last week, Public and Racket published the first CTIL files, which revealed the origins of the censorship industrial complex in offensive and, and in uh, God, I can't read in offensive tactics development by the U.S. and U.K. military contractors. Now, a second whistleblower has come forward with Slack messages showing far greater government and military involvement in the Cyber Threat Intelligence League. Uh, than we had previously discovered. The CTIL Slack, quote-unquote, disinformation channel and the, quote, law enforcement escalation, end quote, channel uh, included current and former FBI employees as well as former, uh, as for, as well as personnel from the Michigan Cyber Command Center. That's interesting because we're Michiganders, Corey. Uh, the U.S. Defense Wait, we have a Michigan Cyber Command Center? Hey, Bell, I, I right guess, now... Yeah. Look up look Michigan up? Cyber Command Center. I need you to look this up. Michigan Cyber Command Center. I need to know what they're about, what they do, <clears throat> what their goal is, all that. Go ahead. And man. at least so. and at least one European government was also involved. DDS is headquartered in the Pentagon and was uh, founded by Security of Defense Ash Carter in November of 2015. DDS's website states, quote, the Department of Defense has a secret weapon. <laughs> the Department of, of Defense told public that it that it combined DDS with other agencies. Quote, DDS merged with three other organizations to form the Chief Digital and um, Artificial Intelligence Office, or CDAO, back in February of 2022. CDAO is not currently involved with CTI and we do not have situational awareness on project preparation with uh, predated uh, that predated that merger End quote, a spokesperson said, bell, what do you have for us? The Michigan cyber command center or the MC three, as they call themselves is responsible for the coordination of combined efforts of cyber emergency response during Ooh. critical cyber incidents in Michigan. Emphasis is placed upon prevention, response, and recovery from cyber incidents. But they go as far, like, they do a lot of stuff. They manage uh, password managers, payroll phishing, so, remote desktop <clears throat> protocol for companies. So cyber defense is actual, like, hacking and phishing and things like that. It's not, anything it, doesn't, that can be it doesn't encompass, like, does it involve the whole aspect of misinformation or disinformation or censoring because people it's hard say for me to say because they, like. it's hard to say because they got their hands in everything from email forwarding to password security, to storing credit card data online, to 
Limiting employee information published on websites. There you go. Okay. I do like that, actually. I don't like people getting <laughs> docs. I don't care Taking if you say something. I don't like docs because someone's bullshit. Capturing RAM. Random access mem memory. Uh, malware. Okay, so that's kind of weird. So they're they're capturing data. Now I don't know. I'm not a big yeah, fan of that. That's a that's a funny. Not way a of big fan that. of that. Um, home network security. Um, password security. Virtual the private networks. So they're looking into VPNs. They're looking into remote desktops. People that are controlling their they're watching us room. right now because we're in Michigan, so they're watching yeah. us. Hey, one hundred percent. You think, um, we, do we it, think we're it, that it, prominent? Is that what's fucking goes, with the internet connection, Dan? It Maybe. literally goes as far as to they are watching people's vehicle infotainment systems. That's a little creepy because we're actually going to talk about that later. Yeah, we mm. are. Well, as for boys. the. As for the CTI League, it claimed to serve an essential function, cybersecurity, protecting hospitals <laughs> and healthcare systems from serious threats. <clears throat> However, according to the new whistleblower, quote, the essential function of CTI League was largely a uh, I can't pronounce this word. A is it duplicitive? Is that the word? I'm an idiot. Uh, largely duplicitive of uh, <laughs> of <laughs> of <laughs> Now I can't read of three and a free and paid threat services uh, available to healthcare defenders. So that was the whole thing from last week, right? Like this, the, the, the CTIL was basically created to protect um, hospitals and healthcare systems from cyber threats. It's essentially what we were led to believe. Is that, does that sound right? Yeah. <laughs> Justin Frapp Justin Frappier, which we talked about last week because I can't pronounce his name. Is it Frappier? Frappier. Frappier. Uh, what? <laughs> who worked for the Cybersecurity <laughs> and Infrastructure Security Agency (CISA) uh, of the Department of Homeland Security uh, wrote on his profile, "Quote: The opinions expressed here are my own as an analyst and not those of CISA or the U.S. government, unless otherwise stated." which probably never happened, but Frappier slash Frappier uh, put the CISA seal as his profile image and was eager and was an eager participant in the CTI league. Uh, when his, when he first joined CTIL, he asked if the group was quote, consolidating a list of disinformation resources to validate end quote, a CTIL member replied, quote, yes, we are working on that. There is a there's a whole disinfo gathering and analysis operation hey, uh, happening nice. happening in a, in another group connected to CTI League, which we're working to incorporate as a threat stream. End quote. So, what does that mean to you? He's thinking that there is just like they they're working to incorporate. Wait, was that last sentence? Uh, there's a whole disinfo gathering and analysis operation happening in another group connected to CTI League, which we're working to incorporate as a threat stream. So what that says to me is they are uh, building an entire wing of the CTIL to go after quote-unquote threat streams online, whatever the fuck threat streams mean. 
Yeah, it just sounds like they're building an infrastructure to create some sort of like not necessarily a net. Let me think of the word I'm looking for to create some sort of gate system that things will go through where they decide whether or not this is a threat or not. And then what that tells me is the, again, big daddy government is making a decision for you, whether or not something is dangerous that the audio or the visuals of it should not pass through your eye holes or ear holes that the instead government should of, decide that for you. Instead, instead of, of you just, using your yeah, own brain ahead. to decide if something is bullshit, if something is legitimate, that the government doesn't want to play like fast and loose with you deciding that for yourself, that they'd want to make the decision for you. And why would they want to do that, Corey? Because they want to protect the cognitive security <laughs> of, the, of the American people. Responded Frappier, quote, that's awesome. I think it's amazing to see, to see this happening at scale. Long overdue, but massive effort, end quote. Uh, note, this is coming from the public. Note, we redacted the files to protect identities of individuals who did not appear to play a leadership role, which I guess is sort of fair. Um so these messages suggest that a government employee explicitly sought out a way to use the group for anti-disinformation activities and initiated access to these activities. Frappier contributed 573 messages to the, quote, disinformation, end quote, channel of the Slack group. So this is a guy that so works that's what for kills the fucking me, right? government. <clears throat> like... Twitter did a better job at fighting disinformation than this whole group did by just adding uh, the uh, the Twitter notes or what's it called? Uh, uh, I forget what they called exactly, but if someone posts something, you can add the uh, the note to it at the bottom. I forget what they call it. Uh, use like user notes or user feedback or something like that. To where if someone posts something that is legitimately disinformation, someone can post a link to it on the bottom of it and goes, well, users on the page actually found this. And this states that this is inaccurate and this and that. I'm okay with that kind of thing. I think X is nailing it with that. Twitter X. I don't know how long I'm supposed to say X, formerly known as Twitter. Are we supposed to do that for another like five years? Who or so? cares? It doesn't matter. That's that's the biggest mistake Elon ever made. Yeah, that was dumb. But uh, uh see, the, that is the way better alternative than a government board deciding that something just isn't safe for the cognitive security of the American people. Right? Because that's block it and take it down. That's super Orwellian. Yeah. Like, we can't see this thing. Um, so CTIL's disinformation, this, there's not that much more to this article, but uh, CTIL's disinformation team referring to using the, quote, law enforcement escalation channel. I don't know what that means. Uh, this channel sound good. <laughs> this, this channel had an FBI cybercrime employee and Montana's chief uh, information security officer, I didn't even know that was a position, who now works as director uh, at the Center for Internet Security, a CISA-funded nonprofit that manages information sharing for the DHS. Uh, it is unclear 
how often CTIL's disinformation league sent escalations to this channel. Okay. Uh, one member of the disinformation team, and Andres uh, Ikladi, I-K-L-O-D-Y, uh, worked for a Luxembourg government computer security initiative at the time of the CTIL's activities, uh, according, to, according to his LinkedIn. Eclode, uh, Eclode, uh, <laughs> don't, don't take my word for it. Previously worked for NATO. Eclode uh, appears to have set up a disinformation channel for CTIL and the malware information sharing platform uh, that he helped develop. Uh, the uh, malware information sharing program is funded and sponsored by the European Union. And the COVID disinformation channel, CTIL, used was vetted by the same MISP, which is the malware information sharing platform. Uh, according to Sarah Jane Turp, we know her. We remember her from last week, SJ Turp, uh, a leader of CTIL's disinformation team and the adversarial misinformation and influence tactics and techniques framework was added to MISP. The group, Terp said, was also inputting the Atlantic Council Digital Forensic Labs disinformation taxonomy. So, like, what I'm gathering from this is, like, there's there's a shit ton of these fucking um, uh, abbreviations or whatever you have all combining together to share information about like what's safe about the internet. Is yeah, that no, what you're gathering like, from this? Yeah. They, they, they built an infrastructure to collaborate with each other, to stifle information. Now, when I say stifle information, that information is that when I say information, it's a broad it could term be misinformation. because it, because it, it could, could be. be good information and it could be bad information, but the, but ultimately that is for up to the individual who lives under a constitution that protects free speech to decide. Well, and not just that, right? So I think, and, I think it and like, and if someone, it. and if someone, and like, this is the thing, right? Like, like obviously there's anomalies where people try to run with a shit and some guy reads pizza gate and decides to run into comet pizza and try to, to like find the basement. That didn't exist. That one person isn't, it isn't justifiable to block information for 300 million other people because one person was fucking nuts. And creating this infrastructure that is basically create the building a filter to filter raw information to come to me is an insult on my personal intelligence. Exactly. Let You're me decipher this shit. You're yeah, too stupid they, to they, figure out. Anytime the right government is trying to censor anything, they're telling me that I'm too stupid to figure this out for myself. Like, basically, the government is telling all Americans that they're just a bunch of fucking monkeys trying to fuck a coconut. Right. You can't figure this out for yourself. It's too dangerous for you to try it's to figure too, this out for yourself. It's way, it's way too dangerous for you to figure out for yourself. We're like, you know, you know what I mean? Well, and it kind of like, goes, the, it like, kind of goes back, Corey. It kind of goes back to the, to the Jacob Chansley thing. Like this is a guy that, that thinks that, you know, nine 11 was an inside job and like, it's not. Oh it's yeah. Not, no. And like, and fuck all that. But like the internet has been unfettered now for almost damn near 30 years to where the threat that they're all of a sudden trying to come after now 
is they're basically exposing themselves that they realize that the threat isn't necessarily us trying to cannibalize each other. The threat is we're not following the mainstream narrative. Well, and the threat, it's it's just now that they're trying to curtail and trying to funnel all the information into some sort of uh, filter to make it to where it's crisp and clean and presented to you on a platter of how they want you to hear it. Because the big- websites like Rotten.com, 4chan.com, Reddit, all of these websites have existed since the 90s where people have been sharing the most vile information that you've ever seen. Like, I don't know if you've ever, like, like delved into or dove into, like, the really, like, shitty stuff, the corners of the internet where people are sharing nasty, dirty, gross things. But that's always been there. And for them to now try to curtail it when the genie is already out of the bottle shows that they feel like that they're losing grasp on the power. Because if the damage were to be done in an actual physical nature, the damage would have already been done. And sure, there are some crazy people that have been doing these things, like that they read information on the internet. And yes, that happens. And that is a terrible byproduct of freedom of information. But even before the internet, there have been people doing really shitty things based on information that they thought they had. Look at but, Charles Manson. Look at Tim, uh, Timothy McVeigh. Look at Osama bin Laden before the internet was big. People have shitty ideas that they take and they let fester and they turn into a physical act. It doesn't matter if the government has a hand in it. I guess to is your, what I'm saying. I don't to know, your like, point, Corey. There's a little bit of a long-winded ramble. But. No, no, no. To, no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna expound on that point because it's 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 the federal government recognizing, and not even just the federal government. It, you know that they lost their want, they lost their edge. You know, whatever you want to call it, you want to call it the globalists, whatever. Like th- there's so many like different directions you can go um, with the nuance of everything, but like. I, I think about like a book like Mein Kampf. I, I, I think about that, that 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 is a book with fucking atrocious, horrible fucking ideas uh, that made sense to some people at a certain point in global history, right? Right, but it wasn't that book that created the Holocaust. That wasn't my point. My point was this. Oh, my okay. point was my point was that like I could. I I to this to this minute, at least as far as I know, I can go out and purchase my comp and read it. Pretty sure. Like I'm I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to buy that book somewhere and read it with its fucking atrocious, horrible, anti-Semitic, you know, Jew hating ideas. Uh is that book on Audible? It might be. I have no idea. It's I I <laughs> all all I know is I've been told it is an atrocious read. <laughs> Hitler Hitler was a terrible writer. Like there is, so really- what I've heard also is too is like it's uh it it eases into it. Like in the beginning, in the beginning of the book, it's like pretty on the surface of talking about establishment and stuff like that. And, and then, then by the end it blames the, the Jews for everything. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, and then it just goes, and you lost me. right so like at the beginning well and that's 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 actually kind of brilliant because it's like at the that's what you want to do when you want to change anybody's mind is you want to ease into the extremism 
Um, but most people don't fall for that in 2024 almost now um, where you, 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 you realize that you're uh, you realize that you're being duped and that's, what's great about the internet. And that's what, what we're realizing about the federal government is that we're being duped on a day-to-day basis. And that's why things like um, the CTIL have to uh put forth tasks for task forces globally to make sure that we don't see certain things. If that makes sense. Because you, 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 I started the, to look, I was looking up on audio books of mind comp was uh, available and it's uh, not. And I am probably now on a list. You're probably on a list somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, Chakra. but mind comp, mind comp is a great example. It's like, how do you know what the shitty ideas are? If you're not allowed to know what the shitty ideas are. It's, that's the fucking thing that like kills me, dude. Like I need yeah. to know what shitty ideas are to use them as an example of what a shitty idea is. <laughs> that's what the CTIL they, they they don't want you to know that because you know what the shitty ideas are. The shitty ideas, quote unquote, are the ones that take down the federal government. So sometimes they're not so shitty. Mind comp is why not- is why is taking down the government a shitty idea? <laughs> well, they they think it's a shitty idea. Is what oh, I'm hey, saying. one minute. Mind comp is not ex- not an example of that. And like, I'm not, I'm not one of these anarchists, right? Like I don't, I, I do think government has a place. I'm more of a minarchist than an anarchist. If you're talking about libertarian Ooh, philosophy. Okay. Okay. Minarchist. I think, I think government has, is a that, place. A, is that an actual term or did you just coin that? I did not coin that. That has been spoken about multiple, multiple times. This, this I don't think anything. I've ever heard that term, minarchist. I'm not an anarchist. I'm a minarchist. You haven't heard I'm this term. Say that. No, but I'm going to add it to my vernacular. You need to listen to more Dave Smith. A minarchist. I love it. Government has a place That's, for me. In our, in our rebrand, when we make t-shirts, what? we're going to make t-shirts that say minarchist. No, we can't do that, Corey. You're behind the eight ball on this one. This is this is a term that's been around for quite some time. But are there fucking t-shirts that say minarchist? Because <laughs> if not, I'm going to make them. The anarchists don't like it. Ask the anarchist libertarians. They're not... Uh, yeah, but the anarchists don't like anything. Do you remember being in seventh grade and drawing... They like liberty. around it? Do you remember being... Like, do you remember drawing... Like, I remember, like, spray Yeah, and spreading, spreading rumors buildings. about, like... And spreading rumors about the anarchist cookbook. Remember that? No, but I want I I honestly want the anarchist anarchist cookbook. I want then you it, will I want get on a list. It. If you're but not I already do, on I, a list, but, you're, you will be on a list now. But I have not bought it because I know it would put me on a list. Corey, we're almost an hour in. You want to have some fun? Yeah, let's have some fun. I thought I'd wait, Dan. I thought we were already having fun. No, I wasn't having fun. I hate the federal government. I said it. Now, now you're on a list. Oh, I'm on a list. Here we are. Uh, hot take theater here. Schindler's list. Nope. Um, I think we owe. Do I think we owe George Santos and John Fetterman and Mia Culpa? I think we owe these two gentlemen an apology. Dan, why would you say that? George Santos. Dan, why would you say that? 
George Santos is a fucking dipshit. He's a liar. He's a horrible person. Yeah. Yeah. But he exposed some shit. So this is a man who has now been kicked out of the House of Representatives. I uh, think the third third district of New York. And my, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. And, Bell, you can feel, fr feel free to answer yourself. Because I'm really curious about your answer. Should George Santos have been kicked out of the House of Representatives? I'll let you answer first, Corey. Should he have been removed? So I know that like our government is set up when it comes to the people. We're a constitutional republic. But when it comes to the microcosmos of the actual house. Microcosm? The microcosm. Yeah, the microcosm. Yeah. The microcosm. The microorganism. <laughs> we said that at the same time. That is beautiful. Jinx, you owe me a beer. Well, you can't jinx me when I'm in the middle of fucking talking on a podcast. I'm going to just <laughs> shut up. Like, say my Those name. Those aren't quick. the rules. Those aren't the rules. <laughs> but, uh, like, when it comes to the actual house, like, everything is put to a vote based on a majority and if like okay so it is that's weird right people voted for him to be their representative and then the government told the people that voted for him to be their representative said no but there is also checks and balances you're thinking about this really hard and i appreciate yeah. that yeah i am i am i'm i'm Let's let Bell in here. Should Santos have been removed oh, from office? Not yet. <laughs> not he's yet. A lot of people off, and I love it. <laughs> uh, he's facing a lot of charges. Well, he's gone but, now. It doesn't matter. But right. Well, no, it does matter. It does matter because they're serious charges. They're not like small time. It's like wire fraud charges and identity theft charges, and <clears throat> you know, like stuff that. In volleyball, kind of important. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> we should have actually waited to see if he was yeah. probably guilty of all these things and all like everything that everyone do is saying let, that he's doing before we throw the book at this guy. Do you do you let it play out now in the house? Are you thinking about this too fucking hard? You're thinking they, about no, it way no, too hard. No, no, no. no, no was right. The people, the people voted this man in. The people voted this man in and then representatives said, fuck your vote, basically. Yes. Now you. the people now the people in the house could have absolutely completely stripped him of all of his duties, made him just a lame duck to where he's just sitting in the corner doing his Botox and scrolling his vote. and scrolling, scrolling his OnlyFans. And doing whatever he wants. And then you hope that the people recognize that he's a piece of shit. And then when the next vote comes up, they vote someone else in. So, but the house to supersede the will of the people. Corey, just say a, it. No, no, I got yeah, no, the answer. The answer is no. He no. should not have been removed. And let me let me just yeah. explain this to you in the the most democratic context you can possibly fucking imagine. Do okay, it. this gentleman 
this very, very flamboyantly gay gentleman who I am starting to actually like more than. Not I'd that there's anything like wrong with that. No, I'm just, he's, he's fantastic. <laughs> I'd suck his, I'd suck his dick. Anyway, Wait, um, what? Yeah, you heard me. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> George Santos should not have been removed from office. I don't know if that's a hot take. I don't know if that's a hot take, but here's why. George Santos was elected by his district. He was elected by his district. Only six other representatives had been removed from office, and that was because they had committed actual fucking treason. Okay, now the defense of it is like, well, you know, it turns out he was a liar. Like, okay. Why is that any different from any <laughs> Just other because fucking... he's a little bit more flamboyant and is lying when the rest of you lie too? Senator or uh representative, why 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 in the world is that why why what what makes George Santos any different? Like how is, Men- is Men- how is Menendez You're you're getting ahead of me, Corey. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you're getting ahead of me because I'm 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 going to get there. I'm sorry. Because th- th- the whole thing is like well um, he, 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 you know, he was a liar. He committed wire fraud, all of the things that all the, all of the things that bell mentioned, but you didn't bring any of this up until six weeks after he actually made it into office. Like if you're a good media member, you would let the constituents of the, of, the, of the, the, that are voting for this man know that prior to the election and he probably never gets elected. Removing this man from office for, I guess well, you could Republicans call them crimes. Wanted him because I, he's in a democratic. I understand that, but you, yeah. you, 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 you have a situation where this man was elected by his constituency, and you had an opportunity to expose him for all of these things prior to him actually getting elected. But nobody cared enough. So George Santos, to me, is a guy that knew exactly what Congress was. Mm-hmm. He knew exactly what it was. It was this. Uh, it, it's this cesspool coalition. Just, it's this coalition. This this of cesspool of self-serving dickheads. And he knew that if he said the right things, he would get elected. And guess what? He did. He went out and he got himself elected in a Democratic district in New York. You're right. And you know what? Actually, let's cheer him for that because of the fact that. Absolutely. He exposed the whole system of just say the words that people want to hear. He honestly get elected. call me crazy. This is might be a weird hot take, but I think we're going to find out that this man ah. Is an American fucking hero. I can't believe those words oh. are coming out of my mouth right now. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. I don't want to say it, Dan. He's a, he's a snake oil salesman and a con man. He absolutely he, is, dude. He's, what an is abs- he? he's an absolute piece of shit. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have any disagreements with that. But this guy went out and exposed this system for everything that it is. He went also out remember. and stole... Go ahead, Bell. I was going to say, also remember, it takes a piece of shit to know a piece of shit. A hundred percent. Oh, my God, Bell. I'm so glad you brought that up 
because that was absolutely my next point. Because when George Santos was removed from office, he is now going scorched earth. And I have a uh, a New York Post article of of a, right, of, wait, of real a quick, collection. real quick. I'm 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 formulating a joke here. And he's going to be way better at it than Cawthorn was because he can move around a little bit more and actually <laughs> talk shit about this stuff. So I, I pulled up the New York Post article because it basically um, put a collaboration of all of George Santos's tweets after he was removed from office. So disgraced serial liar George Santos, which is exactly what he is, uh, took a blowtorch to former colleagues who voted to boot him from Congress, accusing four serious violations and vowing uh, to file ethics complaints against them. Hours hours after his Friday expulsion, which I believe would have been last Friday. Dude, didn't he just say, fuck this place or something like that? When he, he went scorched earth, bro. Uh, well, hours after- know, his first response was like, this is fucking stupid. Or what, what did he say? Like His first response was like, I, I'm sick of this place. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, hours- yeah, yeah, I'm sick of this place. <laughs> After his Friday expulsion, Santos, Brazil. <laughs> Santos wrote on Twitter or X uh, that he'd, he'd fi- filed for- formal complaints Monday, uh, beginning with Representative Cole Maliotakis, a Rhode Island Republican, uh, who suggested who he suggested uh, participated in quote-unquote insider trading. I'm going to skip ahead because who fucking cares? And we know that that's probably true. Um, uh, Meliotak has purchased as much as $15,000 in stock from Community Bank Corp uh, after a meeting with federal regulators earlier this year about the impending collapse of Signature Bank, which we all remember. Uh, the, the, uh, the value of her shares exploded when it, later, when it was later announced that the bank would acquire Signature. That was reported by The Hill. Um, he also went on to say, hold on, what was the next one? Um, on quote on Monday, I will be filing an ethics complaint against representative Mike Lawler for questionable campaign finance violations is what Santos wrote on, on X, uh, quote, Congressman Lawler, um, owns a portion of checkmate strategies and he uses the same firm that he is a beneficiary of to pay for services related to his campaign. Uh, the concerning questions are. Is Mr. Lawler engaging in laundering money from his campaign to, uh, I'm sorry, to his firm and then into his own pocket? Like, this is the whole thing. George, hold on, hold on, quick. George George Santos is going in and saying, you think I was a piece of shit? And he was. Here are all of the people that are also pieces of shit for insider trading or improperly using campaign funds. And he is going out in a blaze of glory in all of the ways that he absolutely should. And I will appreciate George Santos for this until the end of time, because this is a man that understood the system, understand how fucked up, understood how fucked up it was, got himself elected as a representative in the United States Congress, and then went, yeah, this place sucks, but here's all the shit that's going down. I'm sorry, yeah, dude. And, and there, there is there is a reasonable explanation for why, in some ways, this man is actually an American hero. Yeah, and oh, oh boy, one of our one of our loyal listeners, uh, his name is Jay. I call him Old Sport. 
uh, he actually shared an article with me talking about how Santos used it like his campaign money on a honeymoon in Vegas, a Hamptons holiday, fans. Atlantic City, spa days, bank. <laughs> Uh, he transferred $200,000 to his personal bank accounts, uh, Sephora, and OnlyFans. <laughs> What's interesting about that $4, is like, $4,000 on OnlyFans, Ferragamo stores, ATM withdrawals. Dude, he's a queen. What's o- what's so interesting is that uh, like, Brad Palumbo the- is the one who said that, not me. He said he's a queen. And if you come yeah. after, what did he say about a queen? He'll go after you, scorched earth. That's that's what in Brad Palumbo, for those who don't know, is a gay man who has the right to say that. Uh, but well, yeah, so, you disparage someone's character, then then and when their character is diminished, they don't give a fuck about their character anymore because they know it's diminished, and they're going to drag your character down with them. Well, and what's funny is like the the responses from all of the people in Congress that he's calling out, which sorry, nah, folks, he's like, a liar. Right? I absolutely believe saying? he's. He's a serial liar, right? So the way I look at that is, and because I've had people like this in my life, where just bring the receipts. They're just they're just serial liars. Like I've had people like this in my life, and what I've noticed about these people is that they they're really good at one thing, which is lying, but the other thing they're really good at is figuring out who the fucking other liars are. And so when you look at that, Corey, am, am I? Am I a crazy person for saying that like in a, in a, in like a weird alternate universe way, George Santos in some ways is an American hero. Am I still crazy for saying that? No, <laughs> no, <what> I, <laughs> he at this point now, because of the fact that he doesn't have a vote that may or may not be the difference in, on some sort oh, of policy. Yeah, he's that completely, has unfit for living. completely unfit for office. I, would never disagree with that. But is he any more unfit for office than all of the assholes that he is calling out on his way out scorched earth? No. That's what I thought. I'm so That's glad you funny. agree with me on that. I'm so, and I'm then, so glad. And then John Fetterman. Don't I have forget it. about you, him. You want, you want me to play it? I have it. Yes. I have it right yes. here. John Fetterman have, on have, the view. What? You have the no, cameo? No, no, no. I, I do have the cameo, but I want to play this one first. Um, hold on, let me find it. It's right here. Uh, John Fetterman. And also, did you notice view. John Fetterman's voice is getting better? He's almost talking like a normal hold human on, yeah, being again. We're, we're going to talk about that, which is one of the reasons why we kind of owe him um, a bit of an, an apology. apology. So, so here we go. Here's John Fetterman on the view of these fucking squawking birds. He still pisses me off that he dresses like that. You're supposed to be a representative for people, and you're dressed like a slouch. You're just All like right. I am, like right now. Like if I stand up, I'm wearing sweatpants. Because you can only see me from the neck up. All right, Ben Shapiro. Anyway, here we go. Or Sagar and Jetty. Congress just expelled George Santos. Yeah, yeah, Santos. And uh, you've also been calling for to get rid of uh, Menendez, I know. Um, But first, before we talk about that, what's your reaction to the expulsion? Well, it's like, uh, I'm not surprised, but but to me, I think the the more important picture is is that we have a colleague in the Senate that actually did much more sinister and, and serious kinds of things. Uh, Senator Menendez, uh, he needs to go. Uh, <laughs> and if you are going to expel Santos, 
how can you allow to somebody like Menendez to remain in the Senate? And, you know, Santos's kind of lies were almost, you know, funny. And like, you know, he, you know, landed on the, the moon and that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas, <laughs> whereas, you know, I, you know, I think, you know, Menendez, I think is really a Senator for Egypt, you know, not New Jersey. Uh, so I, 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 I really think he needs to go. And uh, especially it's kind of strange that if Santos uh, is not allowed to remain in the house, you know, someone like that. Yeah. Are you though uncomfortable? And then he kind of, they kind of go on to talk about his um, uh, stuff about, Israel, which is awful. Uh, but my God, Corey, you're absolutely right. I we owe, That is the other apology we owe is to John Fetterman, who we made fun yeah. of. And we made fun of the people that voted for him. We made, we made it's, fun it's, of him for having a stroke. That's kind of makes me feel like a piece of shit. No, it's, it, yeah, exactly. It's nice to see that he's recovered. And I I know, because at the same time, he was being propped up and pushed when he clearly was still in the recovery like when I broke my elbow and I couldn't rotate my wrist for someone to try to push me. Right. And if they kept pushing me into being that pitcher and I kept botching throws and then everyone was just trying to explain away my deficiencies, everyone would have been like, ah, this kind of stinks. You know what I mean? Yeah, so but um, I still also wearing a Carhartt hoodie. Come on, like you're you're a representative for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. Stop being a boomer, Corey. I don't know if if John Fetterman hadn't been the goofball that we thought he was taking office and not being able to speak. Do you give a shit if he's? actually doing a good job do you care what he's wearing don't be a boomer don't be a boomer when he's actually going in, like like so here's the thing when he's walking into the the rotunda to make the vote i don't give a shit if he's going in there in a leotard but when you're going on tv and you're trying to do like then you're representing people and stuff like that at least wear a button down, man. Like he's wearing what I wear to work before I change into clothes working in a factory. Corey, your boomer is coming out. I don't know. It, it, your call boomer it boomer, call out. it what you want, man. Like, like, like if he dresses up and wears a suit when he's going to meet diplomats from other countries, then maybe I'll give him a slide, give him a pass. But like, you're wearing a Carhartt hoodie. Are like, you, like, what exactly are you trying to pander to? Like, like that's a statement. The fact of not just dressing in in a manner, like you and I, we we wore suit coats and button downs just to meet RFK for a photo op. That's fair, but that was our thing. But that was our thing, right? Would, would because you, we we want to look nice. Will you? Would you be willing to offer John Fetterman a mea culpa for your her, for your initial reaction to his election? Because I am a hundred percent. Because he's still. By the way, what I'm talking in that, about in, in the, right in, the, in this in the, moment is him wearing that hoodie. I'm not talking about his lack of articulation of words after having a goddamn stroke. I'm not talking about his policies in this very little minimal moment. 
I'm talking about him on the view wearing a hoodie like I would when I'm going to a hole in the wall bar when I just want to sit at the bar by myself and have a whiskey. Yeah, see, I just don't care. I'm not paying attention. I'm not paying attention to what I he's wearing. What I will say is this. Um, John Fetterman in that interview was about to get into his horrible. He sounded policy. great. Horrible. He sounded great. Policy. However, is he, is he, he uh interventionalist? Is he, uh, is he being a neocon? He's, he's pro Israel. But when we're talking about, um, well, there's a difference between being pro Israel and being pro Israel to the point, like you're like Nikki Haley and you're like, Oh, we just got to send yes. troops in. No, he's, he's a Nikki Haley. Uh, type. Um, but what he did there was call out Bob Menendez, who is in his party, by the way. The motherfucker has gold bars in his house that were stolen from somebody like decades ago and things like that. Bob Menendez is crooked, more crooked yeah, he's, than a he's fucking... Doing, he, he's, doing, he's, doing business, he's doing business dealings with, um, I think, Egypt, I think is what... I think uh, Fetterman mm-hmm. brought that up mm-hmm. and he's under investigation and yet we're kicking out George Santos from the house. We're saying he played volleyball for some college. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is why no, I'm I saying his removal is ridiculous. And here's the thing, Corey, here's what's scary about it. It sets a really bad precedent because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, this guy did a thing we don't like and he's, he's not on our side and he did, these like minor lies and we're just going to completely subvert the democratic process to remove this man from office. That's not a good precedent. Sick mm-hmm. representatives in U S history prior to George Santos had been removed from office. Do you know why they were removed? Actual- a lot of it was treason, right? Actual treason. Former Confederates, actual bad people. It's a bad precedent. I don't care how big of a dumbass. How big of a piece of shit George Santos was. This man should not have been removed from office. If you're going to keep a guy like Bob Menendez in office in the Senate. Or a Nancy Pelosi or a Feinstein. And that is what there's a million other. Well, not a million. There's only 50 people in the Senate. but 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 like, but Corey, Bob Menendez is a guy that we've seen it. We mm-hmm. know how corrupt he is. We know mm-hmm. how crooked he is. And yep. and for and for and this is why we owe an apology to John Fetterman. Because I don't know that there's anybody else in the Democratic Party who has come out and said those things that John Fetterman said. In fact, in a weird way, in certain circles, you understand why of, he won. He's kind of become a darling of the right. I don't know if you've noticed this uh online. Isn't that interesting? Who Fetterman has? Yes. Yes, for calling out Bob Menendez because it's like George isn't that Santos, wild that like everyone George, Corey, vilifies George, the right, but like they are also on the same page as you or I, and they're like, yes. yeah, Menendez is a fucking corrupt piece of shit. And George Santos to me is he's just a clown, like he's just a funny haha clown, and that is exactly how Fetterman painted him, and that's exactly what he is. In fact, he's so much of a clown that I have another video for you. John Fetterman. So I haven't seen this jo- yet, but I want to see. John it. Fetterman went on George Santos's cameo. <laughs> yeah, George, Fetterman. Or uh, yeah, George Santos gets evicted from the fucking house, and 
purchased a like, cameo. Wait, was he in, was he in the House or the Senate? Who? Who Santos? Santos. Yes, he's a third district of New York. He's a, he's a he was a House representative. Um, but John Fetterman, he's went like, on I'm going to make a cameo, I guess. Yep, and he's doing <laughs> he's doing really really well, probably for all the reasons that I've stated since we started talking about him. Uh, but he went. Uh, John Fetterman went on George Santos's cameo and purchased a cameo from George Santos, calling out Menendez. Uh, and we're going to take a look at that um, as soon as I have the opportunity to fucking share my screen. Here we go. Got it right here. Here. Hey, Bob. Bobby. Uh, look, I don't think I need to tell you, but these people that want to make you get in trouble and want to kick you out and make you run away, you make them put up or shut up. You stand your ground, sir. And don't get bogged down by all the haters out there. Stay strong. Merry Christmas. <laughs> there is no world where that is not fucking hilarious. Don't get bogged Dude. down by all the haters out there. What is that? Dude, it was so that was amazing. <laughs> and I honestly, I think I'm going to put up the 200 bucks uh, to get the, you know, of him telling people to listen to our podcast oh that's beautiful <laughs> i love that i loved everything that just happened in the last three minutes I never, thought, I never thought i never thought i would end up in a place where george santos is a piece of shit but in some ways just an absolute american hero i mean just absolutely fantastic i absolutely love it <laughs> all right so so we're gonna go off on a tangent here no, we're not. But uh, Dark Sage said, interesting question for this panel. Oh, I was God. just going to pop that up because this is not the first time we've had this question. And he goes, I am curious what this panel thinks of Dwight Eisenhower and why out of all the, of all presidents, he never seems to get any flack or have any people hate on him. I have been in many before. panels before and everyone I know says, great guy, great president. He is one of my favorites of all time, but I'm curious what you think. So the reason why I think Eisenhower gets a little bit of credit is because of the fact he is the first president who was in a world where we weren't the only country that had nuclear weapons. And he did not create nuclear proliferation. And he called out the uh, nuclear or the uh, military industrial complex. And he's also the president. Because like before him was Truman, and Truman wanted to straight do a preemptive strike on Russia with nuclear weapons. He's between. Right. And he, he was, was also easy to do when no one else has nuclear weapons. Hey, but on, when all of a sudden other people have them, he he's didn't also, do it. He's also the guy that is between the, you know, the, the, the FDR Truman whatever that would have been 24 right. years or whatever and rfk or rfk jfk jfk yeah jfk so Nixon. even it's very forgettable even before, so, so he's so forgettable NATO, that's another yeah when nato first became a thing back when truman was a president um i'm 99 sure that eisenhower was the very first like chief commander of nato before he was president 
So he had a lot of the Supreme Allied Commander. Yeah, right. So he had a lot of accomplishments before he was even president, which would have made him president. I can't say. I mean, he did a couple things while he was president. He didn't do anything terrible. He, you know what he did? He built the fucking highway system. So that's number one. Yeah, he, he didn't the, do anything terrible. Like, I do like, enjoy like, the highway. What, what, <laughs> what, what, I, what, I say, what I would say is like, if if you if you're looking for something bad to say about Eisenhower, find it, find it for me. Like, what did you do that right, was terrible? That's, that's my thing. Like, like a lot of these presidents, like they do a lot of a lot of good things or great things, even, but. There's always that one thing or the two things that they do that are just terrible. Yeah, so what, I what years, I forget, what years Eisenhower was president, uh, was 50s. he president? I think 50s, right? Uh, was it during the Korean War? Was Eisenhower? 34th president. He was president from 1953 to 1957. And then did he serve a second term? To 61. So from fifty three to sixty one, um, that is the Korean War. Is it the Korean War? Korean War was what in fifty five, fifty six. So he was um, supreme commander of the Allied Expeditionary Force during World War Two in Europe. He achieved a five star rank as general of the army. He planned and supervised two of the. Nope, he most actually. Nope, he came in right after the Korean War. Korean War was from uh, June twenty fifth, nineteen fifty, to so I think he's closer, uh, July twenty seventh, nineteen fifty three. I think he was right before Vietnam, actually. So, yeah, um, the only the only bad thing that you could really say about Eisenhower, in my opinion, is that he was a little bit of an isolationist. Um, but I mean, at the time. You're talking about a guy that was in World War II dealing with the Korean War, and then the Vietnam War was about to start off. So, you know, at the time, like, he wasn't a complete isolationist, but... So going off on a little bit of a tangent, I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, recently I heard a uh, terminology of separating an isolationist from an uh, anti-interventionalist. So and those are two very different things. Guys, right. you want a simple answer? You want a simple so, answer? Sure. Yeah. He, he he oversaw the quote unquote best times in American history. Think about think about that's the years he was president. Think about yeah, the, that's true. There, there was no war. It was it was the, the economy was fantastic during the 50s. It, 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 it like you you have conservatives. He's a forgotten right now. president because yeah, there he, was no tumultuous things. Because because nothing happened. You 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 have you have uh you have conservatives today talking about like how great the the fucking fifties were. You have fucking people. Eisenhower women, was president. W- so, women on no. women on TikTok being quote unquote trad wives, like going back to the fifties, right? Like this is this this is a time in our nation's history where nothing was going on. Things could you ask? Okay. Could could you the ask? The economy question, was though? great. There was no war. The economy was great, and there was no war. And Could he you came out qu- at the end of his presidency and said, you have to be aware of the military industrial complex. What's bad about that? True. But could you also ask, like, I, ca- I can't answer this question. And so I'm going to ask you guys, I'm would it make sense to ask if any of his policies resulted in a war? After okay, he was now, gone? Now we're diving deep into intricacies. Of, we don't I mean, really, no, I mean, it makes sense. I, 
you can, I can't you can blame, even pretend to know. Right. You could blame Trump for what's going on with Biden now and blah, blah, blah before Trump. But right. Like right now, I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like what? Uh, I can't. When That's did why America, not, like when did America overthrow the Iranian government? Was that 57? 54? <laughs> Was that under Eisenhower? Talking about the Shah? Yeah, when did yes. we throw over the Shah of uh, Iran? Because if that did fall 53. under Eisenhower, then I was at 53. But but when? Because Eisenhower was out in July of 53. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. When no, Eisenhower, he started, he, Eisenhower okay. went into office in 53. Okay. So he was a part of an interventionalist thing. Okay. So you want to hear why I think maybe why Dwight Eisenhower isn't the best is because if he was president at that time, then under his leadership, we overthrew a democratically elected president in Iran and replaced him with a king that has led into just bullshit. In BP. Yeah, with BP that has led into bullshit for the past 70 goddamn years of fighting with Iran because we meddled in their country when Eisenhower was president. This is not has nothing no. to do with George Santos. Why do I still have this fucking thing up? I don't know. This guy, this guy was asking. Things it, behind the scenes. Into a whole thing. I do not agree with all of his foreign policy decisions, like installing dictators in South America to fight communism or the lavender score. I think it was. Yeah. So he he posted his comment right at the same time we were coming to the conclusion that his uh, geopolitical moves have come back to really bite us in the ass. But I think you could look at that and go, if it was somebody besides Eisenhower, would it have been any different? I guess it's easy to say. It might not have been different, but it takes someone to not allow that and have foresight in the first place. And nobody's done not it. Only, right. Not only nobody's that, done it. Like, to, to besides answer, Jimmy Carter. JFK tried and he got shot. So To, to, answer, <laughs> to answer Dark Sage, really, I mean, communism was extra scary back in the day and I mean, the president doesn't know all, and he's got a bunch of yes men in his ear. Yeah, the so, military, which, which retrospectively, in the end, he said, "Be careful." Yeah, of the but then right. military, and, but then, then, then you could, then, so you could, like then we could, then mistake, we can get into, a lesson. Then we can get into Henry Kissinger, uh, rest in hell. Uh, <sighs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so you know, I heard, I heard an interesting take on Kissinger. Right? Cheers, boy. That, uh, that yeah, cheers to Kissinger being dead. Right. But what Kissinger was doing, and I'm not simping for Kissinger, don't get me wrong. Hmm. But what Kissinger was doing was the same thing that our biggest adversaries at the time are doing. And like, so the argument is, is should the American government be anti-interventionalist and let Russia, during the height of the Cold War, run the gambit on a bunch of proxy wars and we don't do anything? Or do we run a bunch of proxy wars of ourselves to combat their proxy wars? See, the problem is to like when you ask questions like that, like because people like Jimmy Dore, people like Noam Chomsky, they all talk about America's faults in a vacuum because they don't talk about how a lot of our faults were reciprocative or reciprocative to other countries doing the same fucking thing. Well, we we also see the result of policies that were written back then. The result, yeah, 
it's it hindsight so, is 2020 right exactly so we don't know like what really was the mentality of people signing policy back then which i mean like you have to you have to understand because they had no precedence to even look at at the time exactly the like, world was a thing. shit before yep. the before the nuclear bomb America a could have brawl. sat there and mind their own fucking business and let the rest of the world beat the shit out of each other, and we would and it wouldn't have affected us in any way until the nuclear bomb was created, and then shortly after satellites, and then everything got ramped up to where we're at now. Yeah, well, then we've seen how much money it made. Yeah, the and Lockheed yeah, Martin Mickey, Bowl. And, and now you. That's yeah, what I learned this week. Now you have Lockheed the Lockheed Martin armed military service bull and Nikki Haley running for president. Jesus Christ! Oh, this is. Never mind. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This Say is a it. joke. Like this is this is uh, got to be some sick joke. I'm just happy that like the incompetence in America of our government and our leadership isn't unique to other countries. And I'm also quite honestly surprised that it has nuclear war hasn't happened yet. No, that I'm surprised about, but we are, I mean, like we are unique to the rest of the world because if we weren't, then we wouldn't be such a detriment to the, the rest of the world. You know what I mean? You're right. You know, it's not we vote in people who are who are literally bad for the world, but they're good for us. You know, it's not sometimes it's not the rest of the world. Then what? Elon. Oh, an American segment. treasure. <laughs> an absolute, <laughs> an absolute fucking American treasure. Holy shit! This is important. This is remarkably important. Tell me why it's important, Dan. <laughs> Gotta fucking find it first. There you go. <laughs> I like how they call it. I love how they call it a meltdown. Don't you love how they call it a meltdown? Fuck them. So uh, you've got the richest. Of course, of course, we have a fucking. This isn't right. This isn't the one I wanted. I wanted uh, to go. Fu- I wanted to go fuck it. yourself moment. It's the CTIL fucking with you, Dan. <laughs> Also makes who knows about lithium ion batteries saying leaving. We talked to Bob. Iger I hope today. they stop. You hope uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise. No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> He's on New York Times panel. Go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. We're hey, in a fucking bomber jacket. <laughs> well, well, let me ask you then. Well, well, let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't about, advertise. How do you think then about the economics of, of X? If, 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 if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who uh, have this view... What do you do? F Y. 
No, how do I feel about that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking you personally how you feel about that because this goes, we're talking about power and influence and-, and I'm saying, I'm saying what, I, what, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Fuck them. I'm going to stop right there because oh. that that is right that, there is the thing. There's way to it. There's way to that, it. That makes Elon Musk, you know, I think he's destroyed Twitter. I think he I think he he's a, he's one of those guys that's a try hard guy sometimes where like and look, he tries harder than any of the rest of us. I mean, we're not sending fucking But why are people mad him? that he's telling billionaire companies to fuck themselves? To fuck up. And that is the point that I've made about Elon Musk from the very beginning. He should be a darling of the left. He is the guy that has that has pursued electric vehicles first. Electric vehicles would not be where they are today without Elon Musk. Can we agree there? Are we all in agreement there? Yes. Without Elon Musk, electric vehicles are not as far along as they've been. And now you have this guy who takes Twitter to promote free speech. He's done a terrible job with it. I get that. Oh, Changing yeah. I was just brand. about to say, but he's understand. done a piss poor job of promoting I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. But the point behind it, the reason he did it, I'm absolutely 100% in agreement with, promote, with him promoting free speech. And then now he's talking on a New York Times panel telling Disney and other corporate advertisers to go fuck themselves. And why? Because they're fucking dishonest. Because they're bullshit artists. What because was the they quote he just said? Uh, oh my God, I lost it. But he said, fuck yourself. Uh, oh, fuck <laughs> yourself. That the reality the of looking good versus, what did he say? Ver while doing evil. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. The Go like, fuck uh, yourself. The the perception of looking good while doing evil versus the reality of actually doing good or whatever. Yeah, he's tired of people trying to put forth the perception of looking good while doing evil, and that is my, corporations. Yeah, the perception my, of doing good versus the reality of doing good. My my perception of Elon Musk is, um, I I fucking love the guy. Um, he's a troll. He's you say, a troll. You say he, he should be. He's, uh, he should be a left. He should be a leftist darling, but he doesn't support unions, so he's not beholden to any party politics. And he's just—he literally speaks his mind. He tells <laughs> he, you the exactly guy goes, "Wait, what?" what? And he goes, "Go fuck yourself." F. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Don't get real, bogged like, down by all the haters out there. You will never like honestly, what other what other person from that owns any other major corporation do you hear besides Dave Portnoy come out and talk like that? Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly. There you go. What what other CEO or owner of any major corporation you hear come out? and speak exactly what he's thinking tell other fucking owners to go fuck themselves go fuck yourself you don't hear it and they hate him you know what it. he would do if he was smart well, he would do what all of the uh, other companies doing right now as the twitter stock is just plummeting just keep buying them well it's a matter of like, sell them. Part, part like of people, people act like they're 
like he's taking a hit or something. It's like, dude, this guy has already made his money. Do you understand that he's yeah, just he doesn't care? He's trolling the world at this point right and now. Part of it is like we expect this perfection, you know, out, out of our heroes, right? It's like this, this is it's like this weird boomer ideology that like you have to, you know, guys, uh, guys I don't that have were, any heroes, Dan. Guys that were real heroes, right? You know, oh, I mean, look, look, we can argue about this guy, but a lot of people consider this guy a hero. You know, the My FDRs, last hero right? was that one the right Abraham there, Lincoln's. Oh, but like what's 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 changed is like guys that or or girls doesn't really matter um or theys or thems uh folks that actually change actually have the ability to change who we are as people and make us better you have to understand yeah no he's had as much of an impact on changing the world as ford but you have to understand that they're flawed like these are flawed human beings. Elon yeah, Musk is a flawed like person. He is absolutely not perfect. And he's made mistakes. He made mistakes with Twitter. But at the end of the day, if he's going to get on a New York Times panel and tell fucking corporate advertisers that want to seem perfect, right? Because isn't that what Disney tries to do? Where it's the place where dreams come true. And he gets on there and he tells them to go As fuck they pay themselves. people minimum wage. I and so- dig it. Oh, I so dig recently, it too. did you hear about this? So recently, like a bunch of uh, dirt is getting kicked up about uh, Ruby Creek and all the stuff with Disney and all that stuff. Apparently, Disney, excuse me? No, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> Disney was supposed to do the same thing in that area as the Go villages are supposed to do in yourself. Did you know <laughs> That's that? Interesting. And they I did didn't. Not. Disney you was know, supposed to do the same thing of building uh, affordable housing and all of that in stuff Florida? in Orlando and Florida as the Illiches are supposed to do when they built Little Caesar Arena. And then everything just sits there. And yep. Disney didn't do that. Well, while we're on Elon Musk. Go fuck this yourself. <laughs> this is the thing I appreciate most about Elon Musk. I want to play. Is that Elon Musk. I believe, in my opinion, has single-handedly pushed advancement in multiple different places. Electric vehicles. I mean, you got NASA hiring SpaceX. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. (laughs) You got, I mean, really, you got NASA hiring SpaceX to do things that NASA can't do, even though NASA's been around for what? 80 years or or elon was giving internet to ukraine during the russian war and then also giving internet to the palestinians in israel like the guy's got fucking this guy's this guy's lex luther but without the bad shit so far he's an asshole sure but but i thought i thought that i thought that that was bad (laughs) what I thought I thought I thought I thought it was bad. I thought we needed government to take us to space. And I thought we needed government to help with the wars overseas. Like only millionaires can go on vacation to space. Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a libertarian's fucking wet dream, right? Because he's proving everything that they say to be true. Keep going. That the that the open market that free markets and free money 
can make the things happen that we want to see. And that's what you don't see out of the establishment. They want to paint Elon Musk to be this bad guy that says mean things sometimes on Twitter because he's a little bit of an asshole. And that's fine. He is a little bit of an asshole. I'm not in disagreement with you. But what is the substance of what he offers to planet Earth? Is it a net negative or a net positive? Because the answer is, it is absolutely, unequivocally, no questions asked, a net positive. There's absolutely. no way you can argue against that. Oh, but he says mean things about people sometimes. He's the one guy that he built a renewable fucking rocket. It can go up into space, come down, and land. And at the same time, Bell, he is advocating for free speech. Like if Elon Musk was the kind of guy that was trying to take over the government and like censor people while he was doing all of these things, I would go, yeah, it, it, we probably should do something about right, Elon you're Musk. Evil. But he's not doing You're a villain. He's not a villain. He's a hero. He's he an American a treasure. Treasure. Who is he's a, a South African American treasure. <laughs> who is also flawed. He's a flawed person. There's no doubt about that. He's absolutely also flawed human being. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I claim Go you, buddy. Fuck yourself. I still claim you. <laughs> Are we done here? Did we do enough? I think we're Stuff done we here. <laughs> I this think we're show's done been here. A this has been a Livestartive podcast. It's found at all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is livestartiveshow.com. We can be found at Livestartive on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at LibsartivePod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libsartive Podcast. And you can reach out directly at libsertivepod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Bell the body snatcher on the ones. God damn it. Be done. And I'm twos. Done. Bell the body snatcher on the ones and twos. He has always has been Corey Walsh. And he's been Dan Griffin. This has been Libservative. And until next time, we're out of here. We, Peace. we the people cannot turn that.